In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Three in One, who gives us something much greater than this storm that's bearing down on us. Gives us His law and His gospel. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, earlier this week as I was getting my sermon prep together, I started to think, well, you know, maybe talking about um, uh, how we use law and gospel with one another and how we forgive one another, uh, maybe that, that's not going to hit real well because you're all going to be thinking about other stuff that's happening in your life. And I still think it applies. But I had to kind of, like Irma, kind of shift. And so as I was thinking about shifting, I was looking through those readings again. And I was looking through, okay, what's in these readings that can really connect up with, hey, there's a hurricane coming our way. And the first reading is one that is all about warning your neighbor if they have sinned. And that basically that Ezekiel reading says that it is our job to warn our neighbor, to say, hey, there's sin here. Um, It's our job to warn our neighbor. And and if we warn our neighbor, then um, even if they keep on doing bad stuff, then it's not on us. And I thought, wow, that's, you know, that's basically what the National Weather Service is saying. It's like, hey, um, you should get out. But if you don't, that's not on us anymore. And yet, there's just not a whole lot of gospel in that text. And then I started looking at the psalm, and I started looking at it and saying, okay, well, there's a lot of good stuff about uh, being forgiven in here and what it means to be forgiven, how that actually sets us free to be the people of God. And yet, there was something about it that I was like, I I don't know. And then I, I looked at the Romans reading and, and I said, well, okay, obviously this one uh, makes a lot of sense because we all pay taxes and um, uh, this week we're going to get to see those tax dollars at work um, as we're waiting for our lights to come back on and as we're waiting for streets to get cleared out and things like that. And then I looked again at the gospel which was going to be my sermon text in the, first, in the first place. And I said, you know, this is really still it. This is really still the thing that I feel like God wants to get across to us. And it's just changed ever so slightly in the way that I originally had thought about this sermon going. Because, you see, we have this natural disaster that is bearing down on us and unfortunately it's already hitting our friends and our neighbors down in South Florida and we're starting to see the destruction and the damage that it can cause in places like St. Martin's and in places like Texas that got hit by Hurricane Harvey just last week it seems and in the midst of that I think it causes us to experience the law in a way that we often don't experience it. I mean, oftentimes I think that when we're going through our day-to-day lives and there's not a hurricane or natural disaster or some other kind of big thing happening in our lives, we go, okay, yeah, that's great, but 
I can just kind of go on with my life. I don't really need to repent. I don't really need anything. But here we are in this moment where we're thinking about our power being shut off and we're thinking about what happens if that tree actually does come through my bedroom. Could this be it? Could this be it for me? Could this be it for somebody else? And it gets us to that point where we get afraid. And really, that's what the law is supposed to do in a lot of ways. It's supposed to make you afraid. It's supposed to make you say, oh boy, this is real. Yeah, it's been kind of funny. I just recently followed the the Florida Memes Facebook page, which, by the way, is hilarious. And I will continue to watch it as long as we have Internet access. But things there have shifted a little bit, too. It was hilarious and funny, and it probably still will be. But there are also some pretty serious things that are being posted on there now. Now get ready. Here's how you do your prep. Here's what you can do even while it's bearing down on you. And I think that that is something for us to pay attention to as we read a text in which Jesus is talking about how we treat one another. You know, it's interesting. We have this thing called sharing the peace, and, you know, it's a fun little time that um, is kind of weird, honestly, if you think about it and you don't know the history of why we do that, that we do this sharing of the peace thing right before we have communion. And the sharing of the peace is supposed to be this sort of little break. It's supposed to be this break in which you have opportunity to go and make amends with somebody whom you have sinned against or somebody that you need to go and forgive. It's supposed to be this little break for you to feel the heaviness of the law, but also the lightness of the gospel. And in the midst of those two things, say, you know what? I think it's time for me to go and apologize to that person. It's time for me to go and reconcile with that person. It's time for me to put away my grudge and to go to that person and say, look, life is just too short for this conflict to continue. It's too short for me not to forgive you. It's too short for me not to ask for forgiveness from you. That's what this Christian ethic in a lot of ways is all about on our side of the fence. That we have received this great gift of God. That God has seen all of our sins. And that God has said, even the worst of your sins, I'm going to forgive them. Because it's just not worth holding that grudge against you. So go out and forgive. Go out and encourage People to repent. Encourage people to actually own up to their own sins, but don't do that before you own up to your own. Because that's what this is supposed to be. It's supposed to be a place of forgiveness. Because we are supposed to be the people that know 
very personally that we have been forgiven. All of this week, I've been going back into my mind to my neighborhood during Hermine. Well, actually, right after Hermine. I was trying to sleep during Hermine. <laughs> in my neighborhood, after Hermine, we were actually all blocked in. We had trees that went down on pretty much every exit out of my neighborhood. And so it was like God had said, lock the doors. And we all came out of our houses because we didn't have Netflix anymore. We couldn't spend any time on Facebook or Instagram or Snapchat. And we all went out and we shared the peace with one another. We didn't go out and we we didn't say peace of the Lord. People didn't respond back to us and also with you. But we shared the peace with one another. That's our lives, brothers and sisters, every week. That's who we are. We're the people that have been spared. We're the people that look back at the wreckage of our houses. We're people that look back at the wreckage around us. We're the people that look back and we look at the sin and we look at the damage that the sin has done and we look at all of that and we say, we've been saved. We're alive. So let's go and share that peace with the other people in our neighborhood. You are the people in my metaphorical neighborhood because you're here. Part of my vocation. The people in the neighborhood that I live in are also a part of my vocation. And the people inside of your neighborhood are a part of your vocation. That tomorrow, instead of after a experience of communion like we're going to have today, instead of before that, you're going to get out and you're going to share the peace with those people. And I hope that none of them are in Severe disaster situations. I hope that none of them have lost life. I hope that none of them have lost property. But the honest reality is that that could be the case. And so we are the ones who are called to go and bear this cross of Christ. We're called to go and share that peace. But today we're not called to share, called to share that peace with others. But rather, you are called to experience that peace for yourself. God is getting you ready to do some hurricane relief in your neighborhood by relieving you 
of the burden of your sin. Way back in the ancient church, right right after that sharing of the peacetime, it was an opportunity for those who had not been catechized in the faith, those people that were not ready to take communion, they actually were encouraged to leave at that point. And there was an elder, so like Arnold or Scott, they would get up and they would say, the gifts of God for the people of God. And that was the cue. Everybody turn around. Because you were getting ready to receive that gift. That gift of gospel. That gift of knowing that you are forgiven. That gift of knowing that when you look back at the damages that your own sins have done in your life, that damage that is more than any hurricane could ever do, because that damage of sin in your life guarantees your death. But that God has said, I'm going to turn that away. And I'm going to give you eternal life. So brothers and sisters, today, you are the people of God. Receive His gifts. Tomorrow, Go, share the peace that you receive today. Amen.